If you think the football media moves on too quickly from your team's great win, we're here for you. On the How About Em Footy podcast, we are just as pumped about the win as you are, and we hope our deep dive analysis prolongs the win for you. How about them Sydney Swans? Heart-stopping win into a grand final. Ollie, who's your player of the game? What a game it was. It was hard for me to find the player of the game, but I'm going to give it to Chad Warner. I thought Chad Warner was Sydney's best player in the first half, the half where Sydney set up their victory. Uh, and I, I, he was so damaging every time he had the ball that it's, it's just too hard for me to overlook him. Just, he kicked that great goal in the first half, yep. uh, first quarter actually. Uh, he had two goal assists, four score involvements, four clearances, including a beautiful clearance in the second, uh, which led to a buddy goal, nine inside 50s, which just speaks to the damage that he did. And he just, he, I reckon he's an absolute star. He moves like a cat as well. Every time he's got the ball, he's just like wiggling his way and you can't tackle him. And I thought he was super damaging in the first half. The second half, he was well held, um, but he's working the first half, can't overlook it. He's so, so good to watch. He probably could have locked up player of the game in the last quarter. He missed a set shot to put it away. But what do you know? The Buddy Franklin mark that came from a Chad Warner release kick where he put on the twinkle toes, as you yep. mentioned, and it looked great. He's, he's awesome. I think he's deserving a player of the game. But I've got a different one. Okay. Uh, Tom Papley. And that's, I mean, three goals... Are great. The timing of one of those goals was his last goal. Essentially, the match winner. Yeah, and the degree of difficulty, that's fantastic. His stoppage work is excellent, and his center clearance work is excellent. The Warner goal that you mentioned, that came from Papley running away from a center clearance, putting on the burners, and running away from the Collingwood ruckman. So I've got to give Papley my bog because I'm argumentative. <laughs> Who else you got? Uh, so another player is Callum Mills. Uh, this this guy just does no wrong. He You just put him into a position, be it midfield or defence. He just does a job, and he does a job at a very high level. Um, just, again, some high-level stats, uh, 27 touches, six score involvements, three clearances, three inside 50s. Uh, and down back, I thought he was a bit of a stalwart, especially during the Collingwood wave. Um, you know, some really nice intercept marks, um, some important spoils in the fourth quarter. Uh, so without without Callum Mills, I don't think Sydney wins. I've got him in my best. Yeah, he had probably the most important spoil of the game on that last Collingwood foray. Yeah, I remember making a comment to you while we were watching the game as well, where Collingwood had a really good release. They were streaming along the wing late in the third quarter, I believe, and Mills was <coughs> back for safety and took an intercept mark yep. late in the third quarter. So. Yeah, he does it all, doesn't he? Yeah, you you, you just feel comfortable having Callum Mills in your team. Yep. Uh, and there's a reason why he he should finish in the top five in the Brownlow because the guy just does no wrong. Yes, absolutely. Well, I want to mention Florent, Oli Florent. I reckon he was prolific across the game. Uh, steady hands, had the, that great streaming moment um, along the wing where he hit the ball at yeah, pace. Yeah, which was really great to see. But he's clean hands, great tackler. He didn't give away a tackle in that dying minute. Uh, sorry, didn't give away a free kick on in the dying minute to save the game, which you love to see because he's a consummate professional in defence. Did you like his game? Yeah, I, I really rate Ollie Florent. Um, I love that passage play where he hit the ball at pace. Took on, he took about six Collingwood players out of the 
uh, out of the play with with his run and then handballed it off. Yeah. Yeah, and I really like Ollie Florent. Yeah, anyone else in your best? Yeah, I'm going to also want to put in big Errol Goulden. Yep. That guy was a phenomenal last night. Um, yeah, he like he was a tackling machine, did some really important tackles late, including the last tackle on Elliot. Yes. Yep. Uh, where he, he pinged him for holding the Crucial. Ball. Uh, there was another really good effort where on the center wing from a bounce, um, he got sort of bodied out of the way by Bianco and then he didn't give up on the play and then he tackled Dugowie. Yep. And oh, so good. Yeah, so yep. he was really, really great. Um, and then he also had a, an amazing mark against Murphy. Yep. The one hand on the boundary. I don't know how he marked that. Oh, it was so good. And, um, slips and, catch. Yeah, it was a slips catch. Uh, and then he also had this really good tackle on Noble where he pinged him for holding the ball as well. Yep. So he was just a tackling machine. So I've, I've got Big Errol. He's, he's great to watch. Yeah. Um, I have disrespected Robottom here because I think he deserves to be in like the top three of this conversation. Yeah. He is one of the players that didn't go away. You said that Warner was probably the Swans' best midfielder, best, best in general in the first half. Well, Robottom started well with early clearances yeah. and winning it out the front of packs. And then in the in the second half, he didn't go away. And clearances were a real challenge for them in the second half after they lost Sam Reed. And so having Robottom's hardness, he was sort of also tackling hard the whole game and willing the ball forward. And he can kick the ball. He can really dig it out with not much space yeah. and get you some territory. So yeah. I want to give him a mention. Did you think Buddy deserved a mention in the best? Yeah, of course. Like We love Buddy on this podcast. He's one of our favourite players of all time. He took some really important marks against a very good opponent in Darcy Moore. Yeah. So, you know, Buddy had his um, his colours lowered against May and I thought he um, stepped up in this really important game really well. Uh, there's a play in the second where he took out three opponents yep. just because of the gravity that he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, no, I really liked Buddy's game. For the row-bottom goal it was. Yeah, yeah he yeah. drew three. Yeah, I, He had an underrated game. I mean, yeah, kick two. Well, I don't know if it's underrated if it's <laughs> Buddy because people people are always going to pay attention to what he does. But kicking two, had a hand in several other goals and so many big moments from him. Yeah, yeah. especially late in yes. the last two minutes. He took that – like, you know, Buddy Franklin, we don't associate him with a, being a great contested mark. Yep. Uh, but it took a really important contested mark when the Swans needed him. Critically important. We normally have a one percenters category, but we're going to go with moment of the game this for this one because there were so many big moments. So what was your moment of the game? So my moment of the game uh, was Papley's last goal. His 2v1 mark. So he was up against Darcy Moore and Isaac Quainer, two very good defenders, and he somehow marked the ball and then he kicked the goal, which would end up being the sealer. Yep. So for mine, that was the moment of the game. Yep. Did you see Will Hayward um, getting in the ear of Darcy Moore afterwards? Oh, yeah. I think he was outlining the height difference between (laughs) Darcy Moore and Tom Papley. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised Papley wasn't the one outlining the difference because he loves to get stuck in. Yeah, that's up there. Um. My moment of the game is the buddy mark. I think they he soaked 60 seconds off the clock. He took the mark. 
he stood for a moment very stylishly and soaked up the crowd because it got a really big cheer. And yeah. that, like it's pretty awesome scenes watching him back, just back away after the mark and soak it in. Um, good theatrics. And then they slowed play, took some time off the clock. And it was critical, I think, Collingwood were coming and they, it was, were. they were they were critical seconds that he earned for his team. Yep. Any other moments for you? Well, in the last few minutes when the Collingwood avalanche was coming and Sydney were holding on for dear life, I, I thought there was a few really telling moments from players, including that buddy Mark. Uh, do you remember the Tom Hickey contest mark? Yeah, great, great mark. Great mark. Uh, Dylan Stevens had an important spoil on Dacos. Oh, and then also that Mills spoils. So, you know, all of these culminated in a famous one-point victory. And, you know, you give away a free kick at the wrong time or, you know, Tom Hickey doesn't take that mark and then Collingwood are off to the races and they kick a goal. Yep. So, yeah, I thought those were really important moments for Sydney uh, in the dying minutes. Well, there's a couple more, which is Blakey had two rushed behinds. The last two yeah. behinds were rushed by yep. Blakey. Yeah, that's right. And... and this is kind of, it's about, with rush behinds, it's about professionalism. And Blakey had a couple of blunders earlier in the game with blocking. Yeah. Like he was just not disguising it well enough and um, sometimes kind of misjudging what he, how much he should be doing, blocking yeah. for his teammates. Yeah. And so at the end of the game, to be doing the most professional and composed thing that he possibly could, I think those are moments worth mentioning for yeah, that's, sure. That's a great call by you, Zachy. Another moment I've got is you already mentioned the one-armed mark by Goulden. So it was a cracking mark, classic catches. He then proceeds to do a one-two and receives the ball back and kicks an absolute sizzler to Warner. And I think Goulden's just such a stylish player to watch. He is. If he's not laying great tackles, he's doing awesome things with the ball. Yeah, I think. What were you saying about uh, John Long Longmire about him? John Longmire, because he's an academy kid, has been waiting years to coach him. Yeah. That's, that's how revered Goulden really is. And you can tell, you can see why. I mean, you know, this is a pretty um, famous line that people outside of Victoria like to say, but if he was playing in Victoria, people would be talking him up as one of the best young kids in the game. Absolutely, absolutely. He's a star. <laughs> yeah, an he's absolute an absolute star. star. Yep. Any other moments for you? No, that's it for me. I'll hit you with a couple. So okay. that Goulden one was a sizzling kick. I think the kick of the game was a McInerney kick to Buddy at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that, Yeah, I, I had that in my notes and I underlined it and I circled it. What a kick. Yeah, I reckon. I'd love a temperature check on the grass. That, that ball <laughs> I, think we, I think you could see the, the, the burn marks in the, <laughs> from the second quarter on. Exactly. It had to be perfect and it was. Um, any others? The McInerney again, the intercept, the intercept goal. Yeah, uh, his anticipation. Ooh, I love it, and that brought down the house. Didn't yeah, it? I think like Howe was chasing him, but uh, there was no way that he was getting caught. So Zach, how did you see the game play out? So Sydney's dominance in the first half came down to. Two things primarily, their ability to dispose of the ball in traffic and Beautiful. negotiate pressure and their pressure itself. Their tackling heat was enormous in the first quarter. There were several holding the balls. So I loved their pressure. 
So those are the two reasons. I think they get into offense really well through that ability to hand pass through pressure. And they're, but their center clearances were really good in the first half as well. Yeah, your boy Robottom. Yeah, several center clearance goals. There was a hickey one to a buddy mark. There was Chad Warner's counts as a um, center clearance goal. So they started off prolific. It was a very well-rounded game. Obviously, things went awry in the second yeah. half. Yeah, um, And I think what happened was the Sam Reed going off had a pretty significant impact. Yeah, why is that? Well, Sam Reed's important in two phases of the game. He's important in stoppages and he's important in forward half connections. Yeah. So you just lost, you know, a little bit from both. Yeah, what what I noticed that Sam Reed was doing really well was he was really stretching the Collingwood defence. Yep. So he's taking more. I think he was moving up the ground and then uh, more was allowing him to go up the ground. Yep. Um, so he, he provided that really important connect between defence and offence. Yeah. Uh, but then also by stretching the ground and stretching the Collingwood defence, that means that the Collingwood defence can't weren't peeling off like they normally do to intercept the mark. Yep. mark. So yeah, he was a massive loss. Exactly. Perfect example of that is the Stevens goal where Buddy hits Reed on the flank. And so actually utilising the guy that Moore is trying to sag off is was, was giving them a great strength. So in the second half, their clearances weren't as good. Um, Collingwood had a little bit more success in stoppages, and you could see through Darcy Cameron having several and Kruger having having some wins. So just having non-rucks, ruck, ruck yeah. um, had had a bit of an impact. Um, but also Collingwood gets so much offense out of shallow entries, and Sydney lost a little bit of confidence going forward, which meant that Collingwood could get into attack very quickly. The other thing I wanted to mention that sort of explains the second half and the drama is that there were a sequence of missed chances that probably could have prevented this game from being the heart stopper that it was. And I'm going to start the timeline at the end of the second quarter. There's an awesome tap from Logan McDonald over to Tom Papley. And Tom Papley could have snapped for goal. I'm not saying he would have got it. But he probably went to the worst option he could have. He went backwards to centre-half <laughs> yeah. forward, yeah. which got intercepted. And it was a sign of things to come where they were just just botching pretty damn good chances. The last quarter, there was a mark that Buddy didn't hold. Isaac Heaney slipped over in going inside 50. A couple of misses by Heaney at the end of the third yeah, quarter. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't a good miss. Yeah, Ch- Chad Warner missing a pretty gettable shot in the fourth quarter as well. Uh, and not to mention, their opponent was incredibly efficient. The, the goal-kicking of Collingwood kept them in it despite such a dominant first half by the Swans. Yeah, and I've, Collingwood are a team that when they smell blood in the water, their pressure just amplifies. Yes. And we're talking about how well that Sydney were negotiating pressure, but then Collingwood's pressure went up a gear. Yep. And, they were, and then... So then they were able to lock the defense, uh, lock the ball into defense because it felt like in the second half the game was really played in Collingwood's half. Yeah, because their defense just you know without Sam Reed being that really good connect could really lock the ball in. Yep, and then they started to ut- be able to utilize um, Pendlebury and Dacos a lot better in the second half. Yeah, they were pretty well held in the first. Um, it yep. was it was compounding, wasn't it? It, it was. was yeah. It was. Sydney had their chances to wrap it up and Collingwood fed off those chances not going 
not working out. And so, but you know what? They they fought resolutely, and the the ground ball pressure was there from start to finish yep. from the Swans. The ground ball defense for the Sydney Swans for non AFL fans is like the perfect. Watch this team defend the ground ball. They're so good in their back 50, laying tackles, not giving away many frees. They're very sure by hand with Lloyd and Florent uh, releasing the ball. So that stayed, and that's why they managed to hold on at the end. Yeah, and and I think you know not many other teams would have been able to hold on, hold Collingwood off. Well, 11 teams this year have yeah. not been able to hold them yeah. off. So, you know, Collingwood are the most clutch team in history, and... Sydney could stave them off, and that was, yeah, unreal. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I don't want to speculate too much. Just I'll sound like John Longmire, stern John Longmire in a press conference here. But Sam Reid, he was still running. Um, like he, could, he wasn't moving awfully, and they were five goals up when they subbed him. And so there is a small part of me, conspiracy Zach, that thinks – um, he's a chance, and they didn't want to. They didn't want to jeopardize that chance for next week. And so, um, I'll, let's just cross our fingers that he can play because he's critical. Yeah, critical. Who do you think was the young player of the game? So Sydney have a lot of young players, and we have listed off a few already. Uh, so just want to talk about a few other young gun players. Uh, first of Blakey. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know Blakey had those two. Um, Two moments uh, in the second quarter, I think it was, yep. where he blocked the players and gave away a free kick. Um, yep. Free kick, and then so I was thinking, we were both thinking, he just needs to learn how to slightly adjust his approach, and then he'll get away with it every time. Uh, but then in the last in the last few minutes, he had the two rush behind. So, so you know that was a game of contrast. But Blakey had nine intercept possessions, yep. so he was you know their most important intercept player of the game. And every time he has the ball with his funny style. Mate, he just lasers kicks, hits yeah. targets. I reckon he's a superstar. If he could up his output, Sydney are going to be very hard to beat. Oh, very hard to beat. Who do you prefer watching kick the ball, Goulden or Blakey? Oof. Can I say McInerney? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got so much good foot I mean, skills on yeah. this team. Stevens as well. Yeah, Stevens as well. Blakey has a really easy-looking kicking style as well. Yeah, I mean, he's been taught well. Yep, absolutely. Um, I'm going to roll with McInerney, who you mentioned. Yeah. He's as my young player of the game. So this guy has some elite level anticipation. He had a spoil early where he can kind of just come out of nowhere. He reads the ball very early yep. and closes in on it. And so he that was what led to the Papley goal in the second quarter where there was a 50-meter penalty. McInerney came from nowhere to spoil that. And he had his other goal. He had... What I thought was the kick of the game. Yeah. Do you want to talk about McInerney a little bit? Well, I thought his clearance work was really good as well, yep. um, especially in the, the Swans' defensive half. Yep. So yeah, I think he's, a, again, another one of these Swans' young guns that they have. Yep. He's awesome. Um, I also want to mention McDonald, not because he was a young player of the game, but he's a very young player. Yeah. Um, he took that big pack mark in the third quarter and for the Swans, um, goals in the second half were rare and it's great that he could break down the defence with that mark. Uh, he's got a big game next week, obviously, like especially if Reid doesn't get up. He's yeah, but he, he's a great talent and I'm excited to see how he approaches the challenge of that Cats defence next week. Yeah, uh, and I also want to talk, uh, shout out Tom McCutton. 
It feels like Tom McCartan's been around for a long time, but he's only 22 years old and he he's become an integral part of this Swans defence. Uh, so he had a few important spoils um, and thought he did really well. I think he was against Brody Majacek and Brody's a very good uh, a very good forward and I thought he held him pretty well. He did. So Zaki, who brought the good vibes? John Longmire in this one. I love a bit of tenderness and sweetness from a coach. And he's a stern guy in his press conferences and he cannot give much away. He batted away the journalists asking to speculate on Sam Reid. But when John Longmire talks about his players in his press conference, you can see that he admires their game. He enjoys the show of watching them. He's playful when he talks about Tom Papley and how Pat, Pat, he, made, he made a joke that Papley said during the week, oh, I get a bit excited, um, which is an understatement. <laughs> um, what we were talking about with McInerney and his anticipation, John Longmire mentioned that in the presser, that he just loves to see it and that he's really good at it and that he did a couple times. His appreciation of Buddy's game. So nothing like a coach with a pretty young team and a bunch of young guns just admiring the work of these like hardworking lads that are going to war for him. I reckon that's the good vibes for me. The big horse. Yep. You yep. got any good vibes? Yeah. I think this award, every time Sydney play, I think Tom Papley, from a Sydney point of view, brings the good vibes. Yep. Early on, he's just like a wrecking ball, ping-ponging in between Collingwood's um, opponents, trying to get under their skin. Uh, he's really going hard at Maynard as well. So Maynard was doing a role on Buddy and uh, Papley was making making him earn it. Uh, and then, you know, how excited does Papley get every time he kicks a goal? He'll celebrate and then he'll get into the face of the opponent and then he'll continue celebrating. So I thought Papley, as usual, brought the good vibes. High energy and combative. You wouldn't want to be a defender playing Sydney, would you? You don't think you're in for a quiet day, do you? Especially if you get a goal kicked against you. Exactly. <laughs> they get absolutely into you. But Buddy's the same. Buddy's at his opponent all day. Yeah. I think Buddy's... There's a bit of anger in Buddy's game now. Uh, doesn't doesn't die wondering. Uh, so him and Maynard were going at each other all day, I think. Do you see that Maynard was rubbing uh, Buddy's arms? Yeah. Well, up arms. It does a bit. Yeah, no, good on him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Buddy. And then but Buddy also gets around his teammates. Absolutely. Which is really good, especially the young teammates. Uh, and if I was a young player and I had one of the greatest forwards of all time, like, you know, patting me on the on the back after I do something good, I'd feel a million bucks. Exactly. If one of the best players of all time is at the opposition from the word go, apparently Buddy is a prodigious sledger. And when you do well, he's supporting you. That has a huge effect yeah. because you're like, there's this force of nature and the force of nature is on my team. Yeah, yeah. What was your goal of the game? Uh, so there's two goals that stand out, and we've uh, touched on them both. Uh, the Papley goal, I think from a timing point of view, it was the sealer, but also to be able to beat Darcy Moore in the air and then IQ coming to help. help. Fantastic goal. Yes. Uh, and the other one was a McInerney goal, the anticipation and then just running into an open goal. Is there a greater moment for a sports person when you have the break on the opposition and you can stream through the way he did? I don't think so. I think in my uh, illustrious sporting career, that only happened once and I muffed it. Um, it w- but if I had snagged it, it would have been the best feeling ever. 
Don't undersell your sporting career, mate. <laughs> I, I think if I ever in my life achieved what McInerney did with that intercept goal and running bounces with the crowd cheering, I would spend the rest <laughs> of my life on planet Earth replaying it and, <laughs> and telling mates and showing the video to mates. It's you, awesome. You make like a, com, uh, like a plaque with you running in. Signed a thousand copies. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you watch that from the start of the sequence, how quickly he picks up that that ball is gettable. Yeah. is the, I love that part of football. Well, it was um, – he intercepted a Darcy Moore kick, and Darcy Moore is a, a really good kick, really good decision maker as well. Yep. He's a springboard for a lot of the attacking forays that Collingwood have. Yep. And so to be able to pick that off against Jeremy Cameron, no less – and then keep Jeremy Cow- no, Jeremy Howe, Jeremy Howe, no less. And then keeping Howe at bay, great goal. So good, so good. I have the Warner goal, the Chad Warner goal. That's yep. a really difficult goal. Cool team goal as well because Papley put the burners on in the middle to get it there. But there are several Swans negotiating traffic to create that goal. Yeah, it's a good example of that negotiating uh, pressure and handling pressure because. Heaney, Clark, Buddy were all in that handball chain and the pressure was hot. Clark got dispossessed. Then Warner ends up with it and just finds um, finds a spot to step into and wriggle away from his opponent. And I know it was a pass, um, but it carried over because there was a Buddy mismatch and a nice little bounce. So that's a great goal, the Chad yeah. Warner one. Yeah, great goal. Any others for you? All right, well, I'll hit you with the Stevens goal. That's a great team oh, yeah. goal as well. So, once again, negotiating traffic on the back line. Someone spots up Buddy. I think it might have been Parker. Buddy uses Reed as the connection. And because they got the right Collingwood defenders to attack. They, I think it was Ginevan and Sidebottom in yeah, that yeah. contest. Yeah. And so it was a two-on-two. Two. Stevens streamed through something out of nothing. They're not easy. To, it's not easy to be the only man standing and... Keep the goal at the Yeah, end. no, that, that was a great goal. Great celebration after as well. Exactly. It really got the crowd going. Yeah, it really the got game. the crowd going. Oli, what does this win mean? So Sydney are into the grand final uh, and they have to be super excited. Uh, very young team. They did a lot right to get to this um, point. Uh, you know, great first half. The second half was, wasn't as... Uh, was a bit shaky, um, but they're going to go into next week saying, if we can play like we did in that first half against Geelong, then we're in it up to our eyeballs. Yeah. I think Geelong's a formidable opponent. I want to be clear about that. But what I'll say is if anyone can handle the pressure that Geelong bring and the execution that Geelong force you into with the many layers of their defence, if anyone can do that, it's Sydney. Because we know how they negotiate pressure and they can execute and take heat. So, And their inside 50 kicking is going to be pretty essential against such a good Geelong defence. Exactly. And then any team that has Buddy in the grand final, you know, so Geelong have a great defence, um, but we're talking about Buddy Franklin. Yep. Uh, and he's going, to, he's going to ask the Geelong defence a lot of questions. But then midfield, because the Sydney midfield is so deep, they have so many avenues to goals, Goals and they had so many ways that they can you know connect from defense to offense. Uh, they're a really hard team to maintain when they're playing well. Yep, uh, contain when they're playing well, rather. So yeah, I think Sydney uh, 
I give them a huge chance. It's a pretty cool moment to reflect as well on how good the two coaches have been since they came along. I think their first years was the same year. It was 2011. And Longmire the next year won the premiership and Chris Scott won the premiership in 2011 in his first year. And they took on mature lists that were ready to compete. And here we are 10 years later from that Sydney premiership and they're still competing, playing great football, great clubs, great club, and yeah. really well coached. Yeah. So Swans fans, if you win the granny, we'll be here for you next week with lots of lots of content to enjoy it, and we we hope that happens. So we get this moment with you again. But in the meantime, let's bask in the glory of having made the grand final. Go Swans. If you're enjoying the How About and Footy podcast, please like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to follow us on social media. Our socials handles are in the show notes. DM us for feedback on socials also. Thanks.